0: Hi, today is uh, January 9th, 2022. Welcome to the Game podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGain.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. Uh, I have stock positions in PayPal. Thank you. Howdy, how is everybody doing? Um, Today, we're going to be answering a few questions listener emails, but then also just kind of talk about um, how the market's been doing. Uh, as you all know, we had a pretty nice day on Monday, the market going up like one or 2%. And then the uh, rest of the week proceeded to fall by quite a lot. And so the market right now is kind of guessing which which way we're going to be and going for like, I don't know, the mid to uh, short term. And uh, there's a lot of talks about you know, the interest rates coming sooner, uh, the interest rate hikes coming sooner than uh, we expected or being more aggressive uh, than we expected. So just a few things just to look out for, Um, some things that have saved my uh, butt over the last two years, something of uh, which I will be following uh, for the rest of this month. And so just giving a little bit of my own uh, process when it comes to um, scary downwards movement like we have right now. Uh, there's some that are just saying oh it's just part of the market and how the market runs Uh, the market is efficient and will continue to go up just hold unfortunately like we're all really really emotional creatures we're not robots as much as i wish we were sometimes but um being told to just like not be scared is not the the best thing right so just give me a little bit um insight into just how i think and how i prepare during movements like this i think will be a, a pretty cool thing to go over But like I mentioned just a little bit while ago, I also want to read out some uh, listener emails that were sent in. The feedback that I received um, from the last episode of my reflection of 2021 was some of the most nice and kind feedback I think I've ever gotten in the history of the podcast. So thank you for all of you that wrote in. I thought it was just really, really kind of you to even find time during the busyness of the start of the new year or, you know, just there's so much chaotic things that are happening in your nine to five, I'm sure, if you have one, Um, you know, because meetings need to get scheduled, worked around, you need to meet your deadlines, whatever, but you still found time to write in an email. I thought that was really thoughtful. If you want to write in an email and you never have uh, I, I think I wanted to start taking the podcast to a more dynamic approach where it's maybe even more listener focused, where if you write in an email, maybe that could become the topic. So uh, now is the time more than ever to write in an email if you've never written in one or if you have written in one already. Heck, I'm in your address book already and writing an emails even easier than before. So you can send me an email at junie at thetagang.com That's J-O-O-N-I-E at thetagang.com. Um, And it could be about anything. It could be negative things, it could be positive things, it could just be whatever. Uh, I can't promise I'll reply to you, but I can promise that I'll read it. I do read everything, but I just don't have the time to thoroughly reply to everything. Um, So let's get on with today's episode. Okay, Uh, as far as earnings go this week, there are a few notable companies reporting. So there is Tilray before open on Monday. So if you're listening to this, it's already too late to... um, uh, play Tilray earnings, but maybe that's like good for you. <laughs> uh, and then before open on Tuesday, you have Albertsons. Um, and then before open on Thursday, uh, you have what I believe is the first airline to report. I'm not sure. You need to double check that one. Uh, you have Delta Airlines reporting. You also have TSMC, which I believe is a semiconductor company, reporting before Thursday. Uh, the most notable companies reporting before the end of the week, before open on Thursday and Friday, is. Um, a bank called WAFD Bank. Um, but then before open on Friday, you also have J P Morgan, Citibank, Wells Fargo, and First Republic Bank. So banks should tell a lot in terms of like what they talk about in their earnings report, uh, how they're in- addressing the uh, the hikes of interest rates. So that's usually good for banks, as you know, the cost of lending money goes up. Banks love lending money. That's how wealth is generated. So um nothing really much to say other than like banks have notoriously low implied volatility and this is the past me talking okay this is not the current Junie. this is when juni was cool okay um when Junie was cool Junie had like this thesis that like if you were to play earnings it would have to be something with a really, really low IV. That way when you pay for the call option or the put option, just depending on which way you guess that's gonna go, because it really is just a guess, you have no idea which way, um, that you're getting your bang for your buck. So if you can buy like 100 call options on this bank rather than you know 50 call options on this tech company, maybe it's just more worthwhile if the bank were to make this ridiculous report of like, Astoundingly high earnings, or something that'd be more worthwhile. But that was the cool Junie. Now I'm the boring Junie, the the doesn't even make that much Junie, the the really risk adverse Junie, the the I want to buy a house one day, so I can't play earnings Junie, and I just don't think it's worth it. But that's just something to note. There is just like I I had this like thesis of like, oh, you know, if I'm gonna play earnings, I better play things on that are really low IV like banks, but more more often than not they have really low iv for a reason right they have low implied volatility for a reason they're banks they are boring they're more predictable and so it's something catching um a bank or people that play on banks off guard the chances of that are really low so i thought that was just a little bit of a cool thing to share if just back of when i used to you know i used to just be a little bit more reckless with my money good times all right, uh, I'm just gonna start reading off emails. Uh, this one reads off, uh, Hi Junie, my name is Nick and I have been a long time listener. Last year I decided to save my money per your advice. Then once I had saved, or once I had enough saved, I decided to do Theta Gang style trades and log my trades. You will see that my handle, details below, I have not been logging or active for so- quite some time. The reason for this, I got super lucky on a long position that I was holding. I then made the decision to quit my day job to pursue to pursue a career change into tech. I felt so inspired with what you were building with datagang.com that I wanted to finally stop wishing and make something happen for myself. So I signed up for a data science boot camp, and I'm proud to say that I've survived and completed the program. Hooray! My next steps are to get a job and get back to my favorite new hobby that, in a way, financed my boot camp and gave me the inspiration to pursue what I'm doing now. The added bonus is when you talk about coding stuff... I understand just a wee bit more than I did before. My other goal is to finally become a patron, which I did today as a birthday gift to myself. So here are the details you asked for. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna read off that stuff, obviously, but oh my goodness. Congrats, Nick, happy belated birthday. This is this is me literally just like wishing you the happiest of birthdays ever. I hope you celebrated it in the best way possible in ways that you had fun and you were safe. But like, dude, that is crazy. That is crazy. So I've, I've had this type of impact for like some of my real life friends, where they like you know they they find out that I do something similar to this, and they think like oh you know well, why don't I try out some coding boot camp or why don't I try going to coding. This is probably the first time where I've really heard of someone doing it outside of my immediate social circle. I've had people like start projects and stuff if they were already in tech. But this is the first time that I'm actually hearing that, you know, they listened to some of what I had to say and then were inspired enough to go. But I also want to give a huge shout out, like, back to you, Nick, because you not only... you did really good in the stock market okay whether or not it was a lucky play like quote lucky I'm not gonna even dive into that like you got you did a really good long play it was definitely all on you and you made every decision along the way to not sell for whatever reason until you know you hit that mark where you were happy with it you sold on your own you were responsible about it but you invested that back into your future and you you made the scary jump like you quit your job and you went and you switch industries that's super scary and you did it like you're 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 having this snowball effect and while i'm very thankful to be a part of that snowball you're the one pushing and building the snowball and like you gotta just keep on going obviously just like stay happy do what you want don't let people push you around when you're in the data science field because it's very easy for people to push you around definitely have your work life balance and but be hungry do all that you know stereotypical stuff but congrats dude that stuff, that reading stuff like this gets me so hyped because I know when I die, whenever, whenever that is, whenever I pass away, I have made, like, a fundamental difference in some people's lives. Like, whenever I get emails that are remotely like this or, like... Um, so, you know, maybe they're not like career just changing ones, but like the ones that are like, Oh, Junior, I've had this really big loss, but I'm motivated to get back in, you know, be safe. Oh yeah, I was wrong about this, but you know, you're, uh, you're, I should listen to you blah, blah, blah. And you thank you for being welcome. Whatever, whatever that might be. Those are good too. Like just these emails are the reason why. This entire platform exists, right? Like, I don't care if you write in and you say, "Oh, look at all these sick gains I got!" Like, I don't care about that stuff. Like, that—that's boring. Like, everyone has super sick gains. <laughs> everyone else also has really sick losses, but like, no one talks about those. But hearing stuff like this, this, these are the gains that I love to share and that I love to just be a part of. So, thank you, Nick, for just like letting me. Be part of this snowball. I wish you the absolute best for your immediate future because, like, you're gonna be swamped with like lots of things to learn. And you're gonna be so excited. Oh, and you're gonna collect that paycheck, dude. <laughs> you're you're a data scientist now. Let's go collect the paycheck. Continue the auto deposits. Get back into the trading hobby that enabled all of this. And you're you're gonna be yeah your life has just changed and it's just the beginning of the year yeah the market is going down but you got some really cool stuff to learn and focus on that's outside of the market you got your w2 to focus your nine to five. Oh, i am so excited for you thank you for writing in this uh, this is this is the energy of the podcast this is going to carry on for the rest of the episode thank you so much for writing this in uh i got all your patron stuff uh signed up and squared away welcome i hope you enjoy the discord and uh let's read the next email all right. Uh this next email uh just from like briefly glossing over it is a more technical question, but let's just read it and just try to blindly answer it anyway. Hey, my name is Sando. I've been a long listener of the podcast and follower on datinggain.com. Love what you do and all the help you provide. I have two quick questions if you have the time. That sounds like a wrap. <laughs> I have a small account and have been profiting on selling put credit spreads well under support levels for a while now. I have also done that before uh it's been good to me and i like the strategy however i've only been doing them on safe stocks like iwm qqq and spy i'd like to expand my search on good options but don't know what criteria to use i already love where this email is going my question is when screening for stocks to run credit spread on what filters do you use to find a stock and what indicators do you look at on the chart to determine when to open a credit spread my second question is Dude, th- honestly, I needed to make an episode about this anyway. This will probably become the episode topic. So thank you for writing this in, Sando. My second question is, is there a better than, cr- is there, I'm just going to assume that you said strategy. Is there a better strategy than cred- credit spreads for small accounts? Someone told me to use diagonal spreads when where I sell to open one strike and buy to open a lower strike. Put example for a few days later. The strikes would have to be wide enough to produce a credit, however, the collateral required is much higher. Would this be a safe play to make? I have never seen this type of story before and was hoping you would know about it more than I would. Oh, yeah. I kind of wish I talked about this email later uh, because this is definitely going to be the topic of the episode. Okay, so first things first, I got to always just say the thing where, you know, Oh, I'm so real. I've done this for, uh, for so long. of Uh, I started with $3,000, I gotta say all that stuff. So, Betagame.com slash Junie. I have all my trades I've ever done since the beginning of betagain.com and since I've started strictly trading this way. I started with put credit spreads and call credit spreads. What I found was that put credit spreads win more often than call credit spreads. That's just one of my findings because where does the stock market usually go? Up. So, put credit spreads. I would originally, when I was first starting out to trade uh, with spreads, I liked uh, having my spreads be just right at the support, um, the further out the money strike being a little bit below the support. So then there's like a little breathing room. But of course, you know, once the support breaks, you're probably going to face max loss, just depending on how much time is left on the contract, right? So I like you also playing um, put credit spreads on safer stocks like IWM, QQQ, and SPY. I have also done a few of those. However, what I've found out is playing those was pretty boring for me, right? Like the, the faith that you have in put credit spreads when you trade QQQ and Spy is that you have faith in just the general market. There's less per like there's less, personality in that style of trading, right? Like some of you are just like, oh Junie, what the heck is that? Like you need personality when to trade? Oh but this is getting a, this is getting soft. What is this podcast? You are not even talking about technicals anymore. You talk about personality. Oh, that's gross. Um it gets boring. If you only strictly trade QQQ and spy with put credit spreads, I'd almost like ask like why you aren't just buying shares. Like why don't you just buy one share QQQ every week or month or however money you're spending on these spreads. Like why don't you just buy the share instead, right? Um, Because if their implied volatility is relatively low, that means your put credit spreads are also not paying you um, well enough to take on uh, that risk. Because as you know, if you lose on a put credit spread, you actually just straight up lose money. Some of you might say, oh, why don't you think about rolling? Or why don't you think about, um, you know, sending some sort of loss trigger? That didn't work for me. So while that might work for you, Sando, if you want to look up some sort of like a stop loss trigger logic, or if you want to look up um, rolling, uh, rolling your trades, like those are, I'm sure those are viable for people that are more advanced than me, but I'm not an advanced trader. So... What I don't like about rolling a trade is it's like, it's really a desperate attempt to just be correct, right? Like, just why don't you just take the initial loss of wherever you're at, and then reevaluate, maybe not go back in, maybe adjust your strike. But like you don't need to necessarily roll every single loser. When you roll a trade, you're effectively realizing the loss, and then just opening a better contract. When, you know, you're really missing the entire point of like maybe you just take the loss and you take a break like you just like don't trade that stock for like the rest of the day or the rest of the week or the rest of the month what happens is you start rolling and you get to this point where you're actually just extending the amount that you could potentially lose every time you roll a trade you're effectively taking in less premium um, accepting a bigger max loss uh, just for the sake of not losing and I think that's very toxic right like if you lost on your trade and it broke support i don't understand the people that that try to force the trade to be green like if you open the put credit spread at a support and the support broke so why are you rolling this trade um so that like you can potentially be right when a major price uh indicator was broken right so Try not to force things, I think is one of the best things that I've learned when trading spreads is when you sign up for that, like, download. I don't know how wide your strikes are, but you know, you have a max loss. Mine, when I first started with $3,000 was like 250 bucks uh, or 500 bucks. I would actually just let the spread go all the way to expiration and I then I close it at the, like, a few minutes before the bell. Um... Because what I found out was like a lot of the last minute price movements actually just favor the options just expiring out the money. That's what I felt, right? Like that's where I really started getting my fundamentals of just like holding until the very end to where some of you are like liking these tweets that say, oh, you know, learn to when to cut your losses. But what if there was just another perspective on that? What if you accepted your loss before you traded, right? What if you said like, okay, this is 250 bucks because this is a 2.5 wide spread on this put credit spread that i'm selling i'm okay with losing up to 250 bucks i'm not gonna sweat a dime this is okay i just want to see how put credit spreads work and i'm going to keep this on until the very end that will set you up for success more often than not especially if you are you know selling these put credit spreads with a decent probability of profit um percentage on them right like if you sell a 2.5 wide spread with like a 50% probably of profit, yeah, you're probably going to lose. Like there's a good chance you're going to lose on that. But say you're responsible and you sell a 2.5 widespread with like a like 75 to 80% probably of profit, you're going to be okay. Uh, or, you know, most of the time. I don't want to say like, oh, these always will work. Because that's like a very guru thing, right? Like, like, oh, yeah, I did this before. So if you do this, you're going to become rich. And uh, yeah, we're just going to go to Valhalla together. We're going to we're gonna drink a lot of stuff. And we're going to do this and do that. Nah, like it's worked for me before. And these are the things that I've observed. Put credit spreads work more often than call credit spreads. You also asked me if if credit spreads are the best for small accounts. I was actually thinking about this like on the way here, cause I'm I'm just like coming back from LA um, after like just spending time with my girlfriend. Um, And I was thinking about like what I should talk about on the podcast. And I was thinking about making it um, like a topic around uh, what type of trade is like best for a small account. Yes, I think credit spreads are the best for a small account, but that shouldn't be like the de facto standard for you to trade. Because in a perfect world, and if you were as patient as I wanted you to be, and if you were as understanding as I wanted you to be, which I understand not everyone listening to this podcast is going to have the same sort of like patience, I would rather have you just learn about the stock market doing the smallest plays possible while building it for your account with auto deposits so that you can later do cash-secured puts and whatnot. Um, Because credit spreads when you lose, you lose money on a cash secured put, you lose quote, you lose, you get assigned shares. One of them is way more powerful than the other, but however, it requires a lot more capital. So, you know, there's this phrase that like rich get richer and you have to have a certain threshold of money in order to make these higher probability of profit bets that give you a higher rate of return. Because if you're consistently washing out of your smaller account, say like you're putting in like a thousand dollars every week, but you lose like a thousand dollars every week and your account really never grows. Yeah. You're going to be stuck with that mentality that like, Oh, you know, uh, I'm never going to have a big enough account to do a cash secure put on a company that I really like. So I'm just going to keep doing these credit spreads and while credit spreads can work, I think you can actually get there. All it takes, for a call credit spread strategy to ruin your day is one rogue wave down because you can't recover from call credit spread, especially with a small credit account. So like, think about this. You have $3,000 in your account. You make six $500 max loss plays that are put credit spreads on several companies um, earlier in in this week, right? Like say on Monday, we had a nice like one one to 2% rally um across like multiple companies and stuff and so you put on put credit spreads because you're like oh you know what the rest of the week and the rest of the month seems like it's going to be green new year new me we're going to be great uh the stock markets would go up we're going to be fine and you put on five or you put sorry you put on six five hundred dollar put credit spread max losses and so that's three that's your entire three thousand dollars tied up then the market for the next four days which we've experienced these last four days has just gone down right that's it you're done you it just depending on how much more time is left on your contract, but a lot of supports were breached. A lot of things were, um, a lot of things have gone down. Crypto has gone down, like just everyone is kind of in this like limbo panic. And so, here you are, right, doing the responsible thing, selling put credit spreads as supports. Um, and you're assuming max loss. You're like, okay, I don't care about this, like these $500 plays because you know, I could just re up my portfolio, like my next paycheck you just got got your entire portfolio is white with a six plays and extremely in the red you can realize these losses you can just say like you know what i'll just accept i'll just accept that i just pay back more premium than i initially had and i'll be fine uh but what you are doing to yourself here is you're starting out the year with like a $2,000 loss with $1,000 cash and then now with $1,000 you have to make even smaller plays than you originally had because you overextended in the beginning, right? You were doing six $500 plays when you should have really been doing maybe like 30 $100 plays. It's a balance of like how much you think you're responsible and how much of these downturns you can face before you end up quitting. There's this phrase that's like said all the time is like time in market beats timing the market. I like to add like this little tiny like asterisk in there. It's like in order to have time in market, like you have to not quit, right? Like I can imagine someone putting in six five hundred dollar max uh, put credit spreads on, and then getting got with this four days of down movement and saying, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna even do this. I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna, uh I'm not gonna even trade this for the rest of the year. I'm not good at this. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna take a break. Where did the time in market go? right? Like you can just buy shares. Yeah, you'd be down in your shares, but you can just hold on to those shares. And so when we talk about the question of is are the credit spreads the best for small accounts, it depends, it depends how responsible you are uh, when dealing with these losses. But it's also very, very important that you understand that they're just not the best for any account, I would say that um, buying shares is the optimal strategy. And having some sort of other option-based strategy complementing that is your best bet. For example, say for uh, you're able to buy hundred shares of it at a time of a company that you like, then you start selling covered calls, and then maybe those covered calls get breached. Then you start selling cash care puts to remain in the position, or at least rake premium as the stock either consolidates or starts to go down. And then you know you're having this like a uh, premium exchange. Uh, Happening inside your portfolio all the time and you're raking in premium for the shares that you own You're basically just like, you know, you're getting richer with the more capital you have and that's you know That's that's typically the thing that we aspire to be when you're talking about the stock market Oh, Judy, you sound like you're really rooting for the capitalists and the 1% Oh, I can't believe you. I thought you were for the people. I can't believe you. You talk about all this love and all this stuff But I can't believe you. You, you. You aspire to be the mother. Dude it's it's their game and we're just playing in it right like this is this is like the, the, the epitome of capitalism and we're playing in it we kind of have to play by their rules and their rules say rich get richer you have to develop that mentality if you want to have like per not, not persistent that's not the that's not where I'm. if you want to have like consistent and predictable returns you need to have more money you need to have uh, enough money where you start taking larger bets that win more often, that also pay better, right? So I think Sando, uh, you have a really good head between your shoulders because you're questioning the diagonal spread stuff. I'm not a huge fan of diagonal spreads. I don't like that the collateral required is much higher. I am so happy that you mentioned that and that you're self-aware and that you know diagonal spreads are just a little bit more dangerous. I'd even argue that they're a lot more dangerous because as you're managing all these different um strikes expirations you could fat finger something like you can sell the wrong contract become naked for example and then you're suddenly in this scenario where um i don't know that you hit this like insane infinity max loss scenario because of this rogue event it can happen right some people are like why would you fat, how could you fat finger something so obvious it happens right? You need to feel in control with your money. That's a huge proponent of why I like keeping my system very simple. I don't like having like a million trades open and then like being glued to my screen. I like selling a few contracts, uh, laughing in discord, and then hearing my profit triggers go off like that. That seems like the life that I, I would like to keep having. I don't want to be glued to my computer screen looking at news all day, right? Like this is very much uh, just a me thing. Maybe you guys and girls like staring at the screen and you like guessing the bottoms and the highs because you know that's fun for a lot of people. I'm not gonna knock knock people off for that, but for me, I like low stress. I don't like having stress. Stress is like my number one enemy, but I also thrive in it too. I feel like I'm a very stressed out person, as I've been told. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Other than you know, saying that like yeah, I think put Chris. Sp- I think credit spreads are good for small accounts if you're responsible. Otherwise, I'd love to uh, you know start talking about like a medium sized account or a bigger account with better size uh, probability profit and better size premium. Um, your last thing that i'll just touch on is the the qqq and spy thing in my history QQQ and spy put credit spreads have worked pretty well but again rogue downwards moving like this makes it a little bit less personal and a little bit less news based um and while that could be seen as a good thing i'd rather just be playing with a company that i thoroughly enjoy or that i really love for example i really love nvidia uh i hate to sound like a hipster but i liked nvidia before all this like metaverse stuff happened start started happening so like i'm i'm okay with uh, like getting in at an nvidia price before the metaverse news like that that's how i view it but it would be nice sando if you had like a lot of apple products and you're really a big fan of apple why don't you just invest into apple start selling put credit spreads on apple then maybe you know you start thinking like okay after an x amount of put credit spreads i win with apple um as soon as i get enough premium raked with put credit spreads i'm gonna buy a share with that and you know what that share is gonna give me it's going to give me a dividend and you know what that's gonna do for me for the rest of my life it's gonna compound and compound and compound because if i'm really as good as i think i am put credit spreads i'm gonna be able to buy a lot of free shares that's how i like to view things at when i have a small account i like compound even though like you know theoretically and realistically you're not actually compounding a whole lot just because it's not a whole lot of money on a small account but it's fun it's what gamifies the whole entire process for me and if that's what it takes for you to get inspired to start putting in an auto deposit to buy shares maybe outside of the scope of just raking in premium then that's the start of your medium-sized account right so it's just how you frame things I think your questions that you asked today were really, really helpful. I'm sure they helped a lot of other people out. And uh, yeah, thank you for writing in. This was a really, really good question. Okay, this next email is pretty short. Uh, This one says, Hey Junie, I'm a bit confused on credit spreads. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I'm a bit confused on why Robinhood tells me that I need collateral for credit spreads. The part that really gets me is that it says I have a max loss of $76 with a max gain of 23, but it says I don't have the collateral uh, that is needed am i missing something um different brokers have different collateral requirements um robin being one of the most beginner friendly ones probably has a higher collateral requirement um your max loss um of 76 dollars so i'm assuming and with the max gain of 23 you're selling a like dollar width spread um you probably have a collateral needed of 500 bucks or something like five times the amount of what is the max loss something something like that it differs from broker to broker um uh, i can't believe i'm basically answering a Robinhood customer service email <laughs> but uh yeah you heard it from the day Game podcast it's it's just a requirement that's different based on the broker and definitely dependent on um the level option trader that you are depending on what, um, how the broker defines you of your level of, um, I guess, like option competence, uh, they can adjust that number. But Robinhood is not as personal as other brokerages where other brokerages can like work with you at an individual level. If you like, you know, write in an email saying, Oh, yeah, I'm pretty knowledgeable with this stuff. And I'd appreciate if my collateral needed was lower and they can work stuff out with you. But Robinhood they just got a brand new customer service team, so I'm not gonna, um, you know, critique them uh, just yet anymore. Because my biggest critique was that they didn't even have customer service, but now they have it. Um, I wish that, you know, if my question, you know, isn't fruitful enough, uh, Nala definitely go out and uh, email, uh, Robinhood because maybe that's maybe that's a cool experience. I don't know. I don't know. Alrighty, last email of the episode, Junie. I was wondering if I could get your thoughts on trading around expiration periods. I really like Lucid Motors, and I'm aware that they have another lockup period expiring on January 19th. When the company's first lockup period ended in early 2021, uh, September 2021, uh, Lucid stock fell by almost 11%, but quickly recovered. Anyhow, I sold a put at the bottom and was able to capture a 95% gain. Do you think this is a legitimate strategy or did I just get lucky? Around this time, Lucid had a major upcoming catalyst for the first scheduled deliveries to be made. This time around there is no callus I know of that would make that would give the stock momentum. Thanks for your time and everything you do, and I look forward to the show on Tuesday. Pocket bully. Okay, um, first things first, I think you got lucky. Uh, I don't like telling people that they got lucky because I think it detracts a lot of value from uh, just, I don't know, the person feeling happy. But I think just with how dangerous... This question is I think I have to be really realistic with you. Like if you told me like hey you sold a put credit spread on you know I don't know like Apple uh that would be different. But this is a EV stock, very volatile. Um it has like lockup expirations it, more than just earnings dates. It has a lot of these different very volatile dates where, you know, if I say the wrong thing or if I say something bad, that you might take it the wrong way. I'm gonna, I have to be very straight up with these type of questions. Yes, I think you got extremely lucky. Um, I think you capturing a 95% gain on a put that you sold was also very dangerous. I think that is just a sign that you either really love Lucid, which can absolutely be the case, as you mentioned, um, that you really like it, or that you don't have a system right? Like, you didn't take gains at 50%. You didn't take gains at 30%. You didn't take gains at 75%. You took gains, basically, when the option was about to expire. And that's why how I see it when you got a 95% gain. So congrats to you first of getting that type of gain. I'm sure that was a pretty big moment for you. And um, I don't want to detract from that. But when you ask me if that's a legitimate strategy, or do you just get lucky, you did get lucky. Right. These types of events like expiration dates uh, or lockup periods or earnings are very, very binary. Like we don't know what's going to happen. And so the fact that, you know, you got 95 percent gain. Great. Uh, what I would do or what would Junie do? Uh, Junie would rather take the 50 percent gain, take it off the table, uh, secure it and then do something else with it. Uh, you can maybe go back in lucid with a further out the money strike or um you know another expiration that's a little bit uh, later so you buy yourself a little bit more time um but i would definitely not wait until the very last day and then close it uh because what if on the very last day it cratered because i don't know they found out lucid was a scam right or like lucid and uh, fails to meet delivery requirements or for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know lucid. I just know that they're EV stock. So like if, uh, if I'm saying anything like offensive to anybody that's really, uh, really about lucid, like my bad, I just don't follow that type of stuff, but I just know it's EV and it's very dangerous or electrical vehicle stock. And it's very dangerous. Um, so I would recommend that you don't do that again but really like who who am I to say what you can or you can't do well so I guess I'm just going to rephrase I'm just gonna say if you do this again be careful Um, it can work but the chance of you getting this lucky again are pretty low uh, from my experience so I'm not gonna arbitrarily say that it's very low chance of it happening because I've only been doing this for like two and a half years. And I'm I'm talking about like me doing this serious down to a T where I'm showing off all my trades, right? I've been trading stocks for a really long time, but like when it comes to me showing face and showing like how I trade and talking about my trades like every week, I don't see this type of movement and you getting these types of gains very often. So be very grateful that you got the 95% gain. Uh, Feel very good, but you know, I, it would it would kill me on the inside knowing that you gave up the ninety five percent gain to try it again, and then you lost, and now you're back at ground zero, right? Like, what if instead you took the ninety five percent gain and you bought some stocks in some company that you really love, and you started selling cover calls on those, and you know maybe that uh, is the butterfly effect that makes you into like a bigger trader that takes safer bets that bring in more premium and whatnot. Uh, you also mentioned uh, Pocket Bully. P.S. I signed up for TastyWorks using the Theta Game referral code, username Pocket Bully. Uh, how do I access your Twitter alerts and special flare? My Twitter username is Roy blink blink blink. I'm not going to say that because I I don't want to put you on blast. You can email me one more time like you did right now. Uh, sorry, I burped. E- email me at juni at thetagang.com. This is for anyone that's have ever used the Tastyworks for thetagang.com. Email me your first and last name used to sign up uh, with the account and your twitter username as well as your theta game username and i'll get it all set up and within like I don't know, 24 to 48 hours usually i'll set it up in like a few like a few minutes but i don't want to like promise that and then oh judy you haven't done it yet why even? so like 20 to 40 hours i get it done um but yeah if you don't know what um pocket bully is talking about uh i have a theta game referral code where if you go and sign up with Tastyworks and you deposit 2K for your account, uh, you get added to this list of referrals that I get every month. Um, and then in exchange, I give you access to my Twitter alerts for a month where you get directly notified exactly when I open a trade. Um, and then you also get a special flair on the website permanently. Uh, that, that flare always stays there. Just show off that you support the website and podcast. Um, but yeah, so again... Email me at Junie at ThetaGang.com with your first and last name. You should sign up with your TastyWorks account, your Game username, as well as your uh, Twitter username. Uh, I think that is all. Uh, I'm going to go and read off the patrons and then maybe go into the 1%. But thank you for listening. Today was a pretty good episode. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hope you all enjoyed. Okie. Okay. Doki, I want to give a quick shout out to Pocket Change, King Polo D, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Malat, Pasture Bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, Norco, Royal, Mitch Bay. 7, Upstream Puddle, Craig Thomas, DJ Wilson, BJ Jay Kim, Statistically Random, Tom Amos, Mr. Integrity, Jevie. Deleted, Joffrey 86, Island Bell, We In, DJ Mac 86, Nah, TC, MomA856, Shyvana, i Hayden, Little Little, Mr. Sneezy, Menodendum, Ground Valley, and Justin, Fifty Wolf, Master, XC, McFly, Seneca, Satoshi, Jason Mohan, Me, 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 the chicken dinner. Ivan Yerginov. Dissentia, Arfman. Lord Skeletor. Lazy Reservist. The Jester. Krispy Kreme Boy. Kaput. Rusty. Shifty. A.G. Theta Ray. U.L.X.V. Elfinco. And Ensis eighty eight. Holy moly! That was a, that was a good episode. I feel very tired actually. I felt very rested before the podcast, and now I feel tired again. I think it's because I got too hyped. I got very very hyped off of Nick's email. That was that was super crazy. Um what else do i want to say oh um yeah you can follow me on twitch at real theta gang and you can follow me on Twi- wait did i say twitch well i mean they're both the same twitch and twitter at real theta gang twitch i uh stream uh twitch slash real theta gang i stream at 7 30 p.m pacific time uh and i show you literally my uh tasty works console my terminal like you can literally see how much i'm up or down for the year currently i'm down like three thousand dollars for the year um and you can see everything you can see how much i'm trading with i'm trading with like uh 200 200k like 203k i guess if i'm down 300 or if i'm down 3k um but yeah i do this every week right like if you if you're listening to this podcast and you're like oh wow juni talks a lot of talk for someone that never traded in his life you can literally stop by twitch.tv slash real estate again every week 7.30pm pacific time and then you can kind of like just view it and shut up (laughs) um it's all it's all fun i answered all the questions like these email type questions i I answer all the time in the stream like if you don't want to email me but you want to just show up for the stream that's cool too um it's all it's all fun um yeah just you just kind of talk about life now life is Uh, on the up and up i feel really good so my mom is also getting a lot better um she has been picking at her face because that hurt that is her anxiety thingy like when she gets anxious she starts picking at her face like she starts scratching at it um and it got really bad at one point but shout out to slow motion uh for recommending this scar cream it's like a cream based cream guess what it's called it's called Karenology that's crazy right Karen right but um Karenology shout out to Karen Karenology too because like they their their scar medicine is great so that's been clear on my mom's face I think also because it's like such a thick cream like it reminds my mom not to pick at her face like if she touches it kind of like how my parents would put Tabasco on my fingertips when I used to bite my nails but now I just love Tabasco and I still bite my fingernails, so I, (laughs) yeah, I talk to, I talk about that to my mom all the time. I'm like, remember when you used a Tabasco on my fingernails and now I love Tabasco and I still bite my fingernails. Um, so that's good. Like my mom's like laughing a lot more on the phone now and wow, like some days I'll almost forget to call her in the morning. I call my mom every morning. But there are some days where I just start off work. Maybe I get woken up by some alarm or something. But I start work and I almost forget to call my mom. And then maybe I'm like stressed because obviously I had to start work some for some emergency reason or something. And I start work. And then I remember that I need to call my mom. And I, then I call her. And then we have this like really short like five-minute conversation. But I, I hear her laugh. And I'm instantly good for the day. Like I am so good for the day. Because if I know my mom's happy i'm good like i don't even got any excuse to be unhappy if my mom's happy because like if i my mom could find happiness with everything that's going on with her that's good like i'm all for that mama you prosper and you 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 live you live your life (laughs) like that's that it's just it's just so good and um i don't know like theta gang also feels good too there's a lot of new people signing up uh, there's a lot of old people signing up too. Like I don't mean like old as in age, but like there's there's some people that have been in the Discord before but are coming back, right? I don't know if it's just cause of the new year or you know they maybe, I, I don't know why they're back. But like I, it's cool seeing people come back. It means that like there was something that they missed, and I I, I feel I feel some validation there too. I think that's I think that's really awesome. Uh, I've been playing the guitar more than ever because I think because I didn't bring my guitar last time i visited my parents which is like two weeks and a half i really really missed playing my guitar and so now i'm playing more than ever i found out i do not like heavy picks if you play guitar or electric guitar uh you usually use a pick and there are thicker or heavy picks and there are thinner lighter picks i like my picks light i don't i don't like the feeling of a thick pick um because i don't know i guess john mayer uses a pretty thick one I don't like it. I I even ordered his exact pick. Um, he uses like a Dun. He uses like a green Dunlop, uh, at a certain millimeter. And it's just, I, I don't know, man. It feels like my the pick is trying to go through the strings, um, forcibly. Where like the, the lighter picks kind of bend towards it, and I feel like it just play a little bit smoother and faster. But maybe that's my problem. Cause like honestly, you should probably be able to pick with anything, and then you know properly meet your strings and all of whatnot. Music theory is also something that I've I've been really getting into. I appreciate jazz a lot more. I appreciate the uh, the breaking of the rules, which I still don't understand because I'm not a huge music theory person. But I can tell like oh yeah that no I would normally not play, but it sounds good there, and I'm just like ah yeah I appreciate that. Um, but that that's that's it. Like I don't I can't say oh that broke the minor fifth and the, so you could play the set." like I, I don't know any of that. <laughs> I just, I just spoke some gibberish there. Um what else uh you know i think i think that's it i i think yeah i mean just i i feel good today i feel really good the and this is kind of this kind of it right like the, the market is super down the market is super down but i i'm i think the happiest i've been in a like a really long time it, it's just like I think it's cause everything is going right. Like my nine to five feels good. My mom is getting better and it's it's she's actively getting better and she's trying like and I, I feel that she's trying it's, it's great. And I'm doing I'm finding time for everything that I, I want, right? Like I'm finding time for my girlfriend, I'm finding time for guitar time, I'm finding time for dota time. I've also ranked up in Dota, right? Like, that, I feel like that's a huge thing too, right? Like, I'm an Archon. Like, i officially Archon. Like, I was Archon before, but I went down because I have started playing mid. But now I'm back as Archon playing mid, so that feels pretty cool. And for those listening, uh, Archon is not high. It's very low, actually. But the fact that I did it on my own, I thought it was pretty cool. Um... There are some jujitsu tournaments starting to come up again, which is inspiring me to eat healthy. The only thing that I don't like about my personal stuff at the moment is my own personal health. So I've been taking, trying to take more control of that. I've been wanting to get to a, to a physical and get blood work done um, just to be more proactive about my health. Um, I guess I could just have a follow-up report of like, oh, what did I do this week to for next week? On? Yeah, maybe I'll start keeping up with my personal health on one percent i don't know maybe it inspire you because really like i'm even thinking about getting the the tube like up my you know you know where and uh the the finger thing and uh, the the stomach colonoscopy thing and i'm down to get everything to, i want to know what i'm allergic to like i and i want to know what blood type i am i want to know if my blood cell count is okay i want to know if i got any stds like i want to know everything Like i feel like this should be easier like the, the main reason why i haven't done it yet i think is because i don't want to go through the hassle of finding out who my doctor is where i need to go scheduling the appointment and whatnot it would be nice if it was just somewhere i, I guess this is kind of this is where i want to just like go to kaiser right like if i feel like kaiser i've been told that kaiser is like the place where you go to if you're like if you're already quote like healthy because you just walk in and all the things that you do is just there that fits my personality like i'd rather just get everything done there maybe i pay a little bit more but like just the stress of not having to go like across different counties or whatnot ah oh, just sounds like a good thing man yeah health is important right like your money doesn't mean anything when you're dead uh, and some of you might like say, "Whoa, Junie, I'm not gonna die for a long time." I don't know why you would say the D word, but you got you got you gotta be more open to it, man. Like if you don't take care of yourself, especially if you got kids and you're over there like saying, "No, I'm fine. I don't need to go to the doctor." But, like why are you making them go to the doctor? You guys, you guys set that example up, right? Like some of you are like, whoa, Junie, you don't even have kids, so you wouldn't understand." I think I do understand. I'm pretty sure I am going to be like on top of top of like my health and wealth, and everything of that sort when I, by the time I become a, f- a father. Because I feel like I want to get like all... I need to make sure that I feel okay before I have kids. And, you know, I do want kids one day. I gotta make sure I have a nice house. I gotta make sure I have a nice wife. I gotta make sure I have a nice body. Uh, maybe not in terms of a like six-pack, but like a healthy body. I gotta make sure I have a healthy mindset. I gotta be sure that I can be there emotionally for my kids. Um, yeah. Future's looking bright. Market's down, but it's okay. I'm, oh, you know what? I also didn't talk about like the most, like one of the more important things. I guess I'll just save it for here. Um, There's no reason for you to be all in right now. Um, You have little incentive to be all in buying the dips right now. Something that I say often is like, you should let the people that are more rich than you uh, volunteer to catch the knife first. So what that means is like, you know, if you came into 2022 with your account all in like maybe you just have all your money allocated as stocks that's fine but if you came into 2022 and you started to already buy the dip during this week you have really really set yourself up to be really sad if we continue to go down to next week some of you are like well juni that's very retrospective of you or very hindsight of you because what if we go up from here then i say congrats but then you also have to dodge the okay is this a dead cat bounce or is this actually the start of the uptrend when you can literally just wait you can literally just wait and do nothing while the market churns consolidates goes up and down then some of you are like oh okay why don't you just buy stock and sell covered call then that's good too but you know most people are like buying calls on these dips but it keeps on dipping and then there's the then there's that meme of the seven layer dip And then, you know, it just it happens to you and you get got and you're like, wow, I thought buying the dip works. And it does. But you need to know how many more dips you can buy and then like strategically plan those. Not like, okay today was a minus three percent day. I'm going to buy some stuff now. Like we don't know where it's going to go today. It's a very like news driven market right now where like. A few months ago, it wasn't. When we were just talking about the metaverse and kind of that stuff, like, that was okay. I was kind of the market just going up, like, with whatever. But, like, now it's like, okay, interest rate hikes, inflation, employment numbers. Like, we have so many things to worry about. And you're over here just like, okay, I'm going to go all in. Uh, and if it doesn't work, I'm just going to blame it on, you know, people that just keep selling. Oh, you don't have you don't have diamond hands like me? Oh, yeah, yeah, so there's there's that to think about it's like there's no reason for you to even think about being all in and here's here's the line here's here's why i say it. it's only the first week of trading it's only been five days what are you doing being all in right like you really really set yourself up for some major pain points in the short term if you're already all in if you're almost all in or if you're thinking about it i'm not telling you to not go all in even though it definitely sounds like it i think you should do whatever you want but i think if anything if you've listened this far in the podcast i just want you to think about it just think about going all in and the the chance of the market going down you can bet that the market will bounce from here you absolutely can but what i'm going to be doing i'm just gonna be waiting for the uptrend when I see a few decent days of green go up and then a few days of red and a few more days of green, I'll feel better. I'll know where a good support is. I'll know where we're consolidating. I'll know just a better general picture of where we're gonna go. Maybe by then I'll have some more information on just where the rate hikes are and when they're gonna happen, how much, uh, how much they're gonna go up and whatnot. Information is valuable. You can wait there and you can think that you're losing to inflation But you're also gaining something. You're gaining information. So it's definitely perspective. A lot of it is copium. But I hope this shed a little bit more light. Thank you for listening this far. Uh, It's always a pleasure to speak during the 1% because this is just, like, I think my therapy time. And I just kind of like speaking to the the microphone. Um, So thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll see everyone on the Tuesday live stream or the next uh, podcast episode. Bye-bye.